like I said, the return of Josh was going to be a wild ride. Now, this episode, like I mentioned previously, is going to be kind of the tangent episode. Uh, what I mean by that is Josh went off on a wild ride here. And just to kind of give you a quick overview of where this is going to go, we're going to start with some abortion statistics. Then we're going to talk about house robots, uploading your consciousness to robots, your job in heaven, Josh's spiderweb theory, Josh's drinking habits, rubber band theory, Josh invents a new word, and then we're going to have a quick talk about mental health in there. I told you this was not going to be simple. So that's why I was like, you know what? There's enough here. We're just going to make this the Josh tangent episode of things. And then we're going to continue on with Aaron's thoughts on abortion and that next week. And I find that kind of timely considering all that's going on with the leaked draft of the Supreme Court decision coming up and where people are starting to freak out about in that. So maybe we'll cover that specifically, but I want to at least put out what we had recorded previous to any of this going on. But to get there, first we need to get through here, which is Josh going on. I don't know. Like I say, at, at part of the episode, I have to have Josh drug tested at some point. I met Josh through Aaron, actually, because those two had been friends since, what, high school? Younger? I mean... Middle school, I think. It, I think we originally met through uh, through church. Well, I say, yeah, we knew each other at church, I mean, since kindergarten. Yes, for yes, sure. yes. Well, you, you went to school with me in kindergarten mm-hmm. then left like i don't know man. you just left i left i just dumb. you packed your bags and went on the journey yeah thought you were bilbo baggins thought he was <laughs> <laughs> spot the height um. right now right now. And this is the world this isn't just the u oh nope this is the u.s sorry okay this is the I u.s you'd say the u.n nope this is the u.s how many New births are there per thousand current population? How many new births per? I think a lot of Americans are starting to resort to the one child or two child mindset. So, um, give me a second. Give me a second. Give me a second. Two hundred fifty p. Two hundred fifty. Two hundred fifty kids per per thousand. I want to hear what uh, Brewer says. Uh, All right. So so you're saying 250 per thousand? Yeah. Or maybe this will be an easier question. How many births per 1,000 women? Oh. It just makes the number smaller. Yeah. That's what I say. Might and make the it outcome e- greater. Might make it easier. I'll still stick with 250, I guess. One so, in seven women will give birth to a child. To a child, but that doesn't say how many. So the replacement rate is 2,100 births per 1,000 women. That's how many so that's children need to be born to keep our copy population current as it is. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. Say it one we more time. We need double the amount? 2,100 births. 2,100 births. Per 1,000 women. Per 1,000 women. So each... So they need to be producing to twins. So each woman needs to be given... This is over the course of their lifetime. Yeah, at least two kids. I don't think about lifetime. This needs to be done on a yearly spectrum, not a lifetime spectrum, because that's a lot of women. So 1,000 women, you you sequester those 1,000 women, those 1,000 women, to keep population as is, should give birth to 2,100 kids, okay? In the U.S., we're down to 1,637 births per 1,000 women. So, So we're short a few hundred. Well, hang on, it ain't a bad thing here. That means our population going down. Yeah. That ain't bad. Because you know what those scribes down in Georgia said, right? No more than 500 million people on the planet. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> what? I, do, I, do, I don't. You don't know? No. There are these stone, stones or a stone? Uh, There's stones, I believe. And they're like manuscripts, like um, the Ten Commandments. Yeah. Manuscripts, 
Nobody knows where they came from, or at least nobody wants to admit where they came from or reveal where they came from. But there are these stones that tell the um, contingencies of being able to sustain life in equilibrium on the planet Earth. And it says no more than a population of 500 million people. In the world? In the world. Well, we are way above that. Yeah, so the, I know. they're called the Georgia Guidestones. They're created in 1980, and they were in uh, Albert County, Georgia. And nobody knows who put them there or who wrote them. What? Yep. That's it's kind of like that. Really? Because according to this, uh, some well, they use a pseudonym. So, yeah, they don't know the real person. R.C. Christian approached the Alberton Granite Finishing Company and commissioned the structure. I mean, anybody can approach a company with money and say, this is my name, Aaron Christopher Johnson. We still don't know who actually did it. Unless you can point, put a name to a face and name to a life, you really don't know. And for the dead, well, it don't matter. can't really talk to them anymore I guess that wouldn't be bad but at the same time too it wouldn't be good in a sense it wouldn't be good in the standpoint of if we have less people replacing the industry it's going to in a sense force the hand of the industry to go more autonomous and I have my thumbs up and thumbs down on autonomous with the standpoint of we are not at the industry, let's put it like this. I don't know what some of the major countries, not countries, companies have in place to um, support autonomous anything. Uh, but I knew so, I do know that some companies are pushing towards more emotional autonomous and in the idea of house robots i don't support that house robots yes um what what about do you support elon musk's robots where you can download your consciousness into no i think that's no impossible i don't think that's actually your consciousness i think that is a replicate uh uh, a replicant of your mind yes so a replicant but yeah. it's not actually your conscience. I know, but it minus the soul so part. Paul, minus the minus the soul part. Paul will exist for eternity without ever evolving one step without changing who he is. And that's is what would have to happen. But what if what so, if it could copy your entire neural pattern which allows you to grow and learn? That's impossible because that's not you. But what if it the machine version of me could? Then it's a machine version of you, not but Paul. it can still grow and learn and evolve in that way. Doesn't have I'm not saying it has a soul. I'm not saying that. Yeah. Because that's what one of the things Elon Musk is trying to do with the robots and have them be like you Elon. can have a robot body to walk around with. That's yeah. just kind of his ultimate goal. Oh my gosh. I well, don't have enough you know, drinks you know, in me can... for this. <laughs> that would be yeah, you can Sorry, that was a complete tangent on my part. <laughs> That's so weird. Because you're like, because you're like, I'm not, I'm against house robots. I'm like, so what about this type of robot? Because yeah, you can't transfer your soul from being to the robot. Then again, a Christians identify so as their just... soul being tied to their mind and their ability to understand, comprehend, and in a sense, react or act to the world around them. We identify our soul as being one and two with those things. Yeah. Anyways, lots okay. to think on there. Yeah, you can see it in his eyes right now. Just, just sip. See, the just, only thing that no, would no, be no, cool no. Sip. was if that was possible and you could be here as a robot, then there would be almost a guarantee that I'd be here for the second coming. That'd be dope. But then the question is, are you actually here or actually in heaven? I know that's the whole thing. I don't care. Anymore. Yeah, and then someone forgets to plug you in and then you die again. <laughs> no, he just has a blank in his life. No, I die. Just let me die. Anyways, please. Back I to... think I think the I think the idea of us trying to upload our subconsciousness to something is movies make it look good. 
but I don't think we can actually effectively make it happen in real life. And if we do, I don't think it's actually true. No, we'll see. We'll, we'll figure see. that out. And I say that in a sense of, I don't think it's actually us. I mean, machines can learn. Machines have the ability to take information and process spe specific outcomes based on the categories of outcomes they're given. They're able to, in a sense, categorize information coming into them to uh, assert an outcome or a result or an answer based on the information they're fed. Yeah, machine so, learning. Exactly. And even even very basic machine learning, you know, uh, zeros and ones is just, uh, in a sense, a tally mark. You know, you have this information coming into you, you tally this. You have this information coming into you, you tally this. And at the, at the end, what? A simplistic view of machine learning, but yeah. Uh, but in a sense... But that's what I said, but yeah. Machine learning, simplicity... Now, trying to give machine learning the ability to comprehend and to, in a sense, give equal emotion back to society, to me, is flawed because anything touched by man is flawed. And from a religious perspective, in Christianity, we are living, let me put it like this, I was talking to my mother once, one day. This episode is really off the wall, Paul. You're going to have fun. He tried to bring it back, but you're just going at me. Yeah. He brought the autonomous stuff up. <laughs> but he's trying to I was it. going off of your autonomous thing. <laughs> kind of when? Anyway, um, I was talking to my mom. I was talking to my mom, and uh, you're going to have like several shorts out of this. Oh, okay. You're gonna have like thirty minutes short episodes. I should have pulled your camera out, Johnson, and let the video record. <laughs> I got um, it right upstairs. Shoot. I was talking to my mother, my dear uh, mother. I love her, and uh, I was talking to her. Almost, almost, almost there. What? <laughs> Nothing. Keep going. Keep going. What? No, yeah, we'll tell you going. later. <laughs> I was talking to her, and one of the questions of uh, that we had was, "Do you want me to keep going, or do you want to make a yeah. separate episode?" <laughs> no, keep going. Sorry. We can make a separate episode on this. Um, one of the things I was talking to her on is um, what is the difference between heaven and earth in a sense of freedom of choice? Okay. And the question was, is if we have freedom of choice on earth, what negates whether or not we're going to have freedom of choice in heaven? And what, in a sense, is the reasoning for freedom of choice on earth? Because God says we have the freedom to choose, right? Yeah. I'm telling you, this will turn into an episode. God, so go for want it. Me to keep... Okay. So gosh. <laughs> well, I think we're two hours and 15 minutes <laughs> on the current, the current episode. Into this. We're at 323 total record time so far. Oh my God. This, <laughs> this is another episode. We're on part two of four <laughs> of episode one. Okay. So this is ridiculous. <laughs> I was talking to my mother, and I was like, so what is the difference between heaven and earth and the stands of free choice? We get to heaven, and we have the ability to, to, to choose, but we're given jobs based on our, in a sense, report record of how we behaved on earth. And so the question was, is this is literally a 45 to an hour and 15 discussion with my mom, and at first I was scaring the crap out of her, and then she understood my mindset. That's scary. All right, explain your mindset. I want to hear this. <laughs> what on earth is keeping me from choosing heaven or hell, and what in heaven is keeping me from choosing heaven or hell? Okay, you're going to have to explain. <laughs> <laughs> That's my mom for probably about 45 minutes of the discussion. Um, and I said to myself, if, I said, if, if your mom's anything like me, she's like, okay, where did I leave the holy water? <laughs> <laughs> That's your mom. Um, my mom's like, where did I screw but up? But you're the male version of my mom in a younger body. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> um, and so I was talking to her and I was like, so, so the question I have is you have earth, right? You're given, yeah. a, you're given the ability to choose freely and how I paint together the idea of free choice and not because the phrase is when you grow up in, in church is, um, he knows everything you're going to do and what you would do. Yep. And the 
when I was young, I was like, how is that even possible? If he knows the next steps I'm going to do, how is it free choice? I, there's, yeah, I, I get that. But it's just, that's one of the things I feel like we can't fully wrap our minds on and understand because it's like he is already the beginning and the end. So yes. he knows how it all started. He knows how it all finishes. But so it's just he just knows what we're going to do before we do it. It's not that he commanded that to happen. He just knows what's going to happen. That's how I think about that, I guess, as of right now. That's the most you've said this whole time. I know, because you're talking. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> and I guess it kind of comes to the point of my mindset thinking, okay, free will I guess needs to be differentiated between free choice. Free will is your desire, free choice is your decision. So to me, I think okay. I think that I think uh, how the church has properly and improperly described things, and I could be completely flipped to be honest with you, but I think my my ability to choose between right and wrong in a in a situation did not be should not be reflected or be an example of my end goal in life, aka the will. God's will is for every single child born on this earth to choose him. But that's not every single child's choice. You see you see what I mean with yeah. the mindset there? Yeah. I mean, I mean you can sit I would love that for every single person in the United States of America, when I start with the United States, would simply sit there and lift Christ as the true right. one person and would want to put their life and how they treated everything in life to the Bible and use that as the example. But that's their choice. So my will for the United States may be complete and utter sacrifice to the Christ, but their choice may be anything else. Mm -hmm. So when I think of free choice and I think of Christ's will, I think of two different things. I think Christ's will as in he knows your life and he knows what you're going to choose and he hopes you choose the best path. That's where I bring in the example, the spider web method. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anybody who looks at a spider web, a spider web has a center. Yeah. And if you, to me, whenever I've looked it's... at a spider web, you tend to see the spider around the center of the spider web. And as the spider web gets farther and farther and farther from the center, you have more paths. You see more and more paths, but the spacings get wider and wider and wider. Okay, you haven't gotten this far into it before. So, like, if you were to look at your hand and see your palm as a center point, of the spider web, okay? And then you would look at the tip of your fingers, now envision something going from tip to tip to tip to tip. Okay? Spider-Man, Spider-Man. <laughs> you notice how the distance between the edge of your palm or the beginning of your fingers mm-hmm. is not as great as the dis- distance between the tip of your fingers yeah. to each other versus the palm. Okay. In a sense, when you spread your hand out, you create multiple V's. Wow. My mindset is God knows every single point in your life, every single situation you may be in based on the choices that you choose. Human capacity can only see things at the center. So when we try to think futuristic each path in the spider web gets wider and wider and wider with these little like mini episodes in between or mini examples of life in between. But we can't entirely choose or understand what happens in that point in life until that point that we choose or that string of web we choose to walk down is actually our palm or AKA the center of the spider web. God knows the end. He sees the end. He can predict any and every single path that you can take in life. But so God can see the multiverse, and we're stuck in our own w- one little universe. With I guess our, you could say that. Yeah. Perspective. No, no, no. <laughs> I, no. no. 
But no, <laughs> in all honesty, in all honesty, I will be hundred percent honest. That is the only way that I can comprehend the ability between God's will and freedom of choice. What is wrong, Errol? No. <laughs> Why are you saying no? Because okay, I'm thinking. Okay, maybe I have the wrong. Maybe I'm thinking the multiverse, multiverse incorrectly. Because all of a sudden, it made me think back to like a co- uh, conversation I've had with a a worker in the past, and he was he was saying like one idea of his that in dreaming, you're just living in a, in the life of another like your self. You're you're, you're another Aaron in a different in a multiverse. Different, yes, right. So that's what I was thinking. I was like, there can't be more of me out in the universe somewhere. I, I'm I, I was only me. I was thinking along the lines of like uh, Spider-Man into the multiverse. Right. Well, where there's multiple Spider-Man, multiple Peter Parkers, and all that across. But they're different. They're different in some subtle way. What if? What if? What if? No, uh, I don't want. Ready, to ready, 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 ready. No, I don't. I don't. What if God's power of choice and the ability to view choice was so powerful that it was actually something that was projected? So a simulation. In a sense, yes. There, that's the theory too that we live in a simulation. So, in other words, well, oh. I'm going to have you both drug <laughs> tested. <laughs> I know, him. <laughs> Not a me. Human. That's a human perspective of a simulation. <laughs> let's let's say let's say God is so powerful that his thoughts are actually projected into reality and life and creation of itself. What if his thoughts are that powerful? What? How much have you had to drink? Yeah, I'm confused. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Uh, no, I, I know where he's going with this, but I mean, how much? <laughs> Not that much. <laughs> I'm a regular with vodka and lemonade. Yeah, he is now. Oops. <laughs> like, in all honesty, he's Russian. Beers. Got it. <laughs> Whoa, hang on. Beers give you that ad bod. Vodka and rum. Not so much. Uh, rum is still not good. But I drink more vodka, vodka than I do rum. Vodka is better than rum. Yeah. So I'll take I'll take like one of those crystal light packages, put Looks. it in two thirds water, one third vodka, yeah. mix it up, throw some ice cubes in it. Yeah. That's my drink for the evening. Yeah. Yeah. This is literally thoughts I had with my mother, my poor mother. Yeah. She literally. I'm reaching I out literally to her after this. Watched my mother. Girl with great concern as I was asking these questions. Did you explain the spiderweb thing to her? I did. Your poor mother. Yes. <laughs> I have said your poor mother to both you and Aaron now. But hear me out. Okay. The ending conversation that I had with my mother. Okay. Let's is hear- something of conclusion. Oh, I actually think it was like an hour and 30 minutes that we were talking now. About a spider web in your hand? No, about the uh, the mindset between uh, free choice and and and, and Christ. Well, yeah, because we all standard Christian prayer is let your will be done. It's usually how we'll end it. Standard Christian prayer. Yeah, and there's two minds in theological uh, uh, ways you go about free will and predetermination. There's the Calvinistic view of things. There's the Armenianistic. Um, Armenian way of things. The Armenian is essentially, you could do whatever you want as long as it falls within the, essentially the things outlined in the Bible. It doesn't contradict anything with the Bible. You know, it doesn't contradict God in any way. Right. You know, whereas the Calvinist is that more, I guess you could say even more that spiderwebby. It's like, hey, you have these paths that you're going along. Yeah. Where the Armenian is more, hey, look, here's this big open field. Go. Right. I guess in my mindset, like but trying uh, as I say before you continue on because I know you got some stuff. Um, but that being said, those are even even those are simplistic views of that sort of stuff. And that honestly, um, like a lot of things in life, the truth probably lives somewhere in between. Which which is understood, especially living in a simple world. And I'll and I'll get to that mindset at the end of the road here. Uh, but in a day to day mindset of trying, because my struggle, I'll be honest, my struggle with Christianity for a while is trying to comprehend the fact that we have freedom of choice, but God knows every single path that we can take, which then begs the question, which I think the question was asked from somebody who was more atheist in the Christian world. How, how do I put it? The question is that the question 
What is the question? Yeah. How do you have freedom of choice if God knows your next steps? Okay, here's my question then. Can you change God's mind? Ooh. <laughs> that one. <laughs> Can you nuke God's I like plan? That one. Uh, no. I would assume no. No. Really? I mean, he freaking made me. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what, 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 do you, the things, what do you so, mean by nuke God's plan? Let's go ahead and go with can you change God's mind? Can you change his mind? Mm-hmm. Are there any examples that you could think of in the Old Testament yeah. where yes. someone would pray and beg God and God says, okay, I, will never, I won't do that anymore then? That did happen. I... Oh, interesting. <laughs> One of the things... But then he would, I guess, so I wonder, so that happens, yes, but did he know that was going to happen? You're questioning the creator? No! I'm so, he already, to hell he goes. I'm, I'm going to hurt you. That's cursing you. I'm not going to curse you. That's the real definition of cursing. There we go. Thank you. Um, But like, would that be something that he already knew that was going to happen? That's a good question then at that point. It is, was that one of those things of, uh, to take it to Josh's land, yeah. was that a, a spider path? Or not? I, I don't know. To be 100% honest, the spider path to me is the ability to, for, because my, my, my problem early on in my walk with Christ was trying to identify the fact that you know, God has this plan for everyone and everything. Mm-hmm. That's point A. Point B. We have freedom of choice to choose to be with God against God. Point C, which is a very common thing our parents believe. Only certain people will go to heaven. And a well, lot of people won't. I mean, I wouldn't say that's just some, that's, I mean, that's something that's said in the Bible. But but I'm just saying that's that's where I hear it the most. I don't hear it amongst our generation. I hear it amongst our parental generation. Is speaking of that, I know your mom has said that. My mom has said that. That only so many people are going to heaven. Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, the Bible warns you about that. I, I mean, I, I I understand that, and yeah. that's where it, 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 it because when they talk about um, the will of Christ, we talk about submitting to Christ. But then I I remember this. I can't remember where I learned this. Oh, no, 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 no. It's when you and I went to, uh, no. Please say Alaska. No, not Alaska. (laughs) Not Alaska. I can't remember if it's when we went to Ohio. I said Camp Electric. Camp Electric? I don't remember anything from Camp Electric. Or if it was something that I went to back when I was a part of uh, the church's um, younger youth group before, back when I was in middle school. Elementary, I think, more so. And it was called the rubber band theory. I can't remember one in my life I, I was learned about. I, I was taught about this. But the rubber band theory in Christ is the mindset of, let's say you take two fingers, okay, two index fingers or two pointer fingers, whatever you want to choose. Two, two pinkies, fingers. Two thumbs. Well, yeah, thumb's not a finger. But anyways, and what you do is you put a rubber band between them. Yeah. And the concept is this. You put them right next to each other and you have no tension amongst the rubber band. Okay. Okay. That is a moment of question with Christ. You don't feel God tugging you forward or backwards, sideways, left and right. You don't feel any sort of, in a sense, uh, direction from the Lord. And the idea is, is when you don't feel direction from the Lord, he wants you to be confident in yourself through Christ to take the next step yourself. So in other words... If you take a step forward, or AKA away from your body, if you actually put a rubber band between your thumbs or whatever fingers you choose, if you take, if you move one hand forward, that's representing that you're taking a step away, in a sense, from God. Or you're taking a step, let's put it like that. If you feel tension on the rubber band, indications are the tension is representing as Christ saying, I'm not 100% fan of where you're going. I have a better path for you. So then you would bring that hand back. But the idea behind the tension of the rubber band is that if you take a step forward and you don't feel tension, chances are you're going the path that God actually wants you to go. Hmm. So keep going. I feel like I haven't heard of that before. Yeah, I would actually 
counter that. And yeah. Go ahead. I, this is something I, I, I heard because tension is how we grow. Tension right. is that's the thing that stretches us a lot. Now, that's that's the thing that makes us change. The tension in which I'm referring to, though, is the tension of, aka, the direction of God. Right. I I, I mean, get it's, that. it's like you choosing another job and you feeling this internal tug that you should go back to your current job. Yeah, but that's I'm, the tension but, I'm talking. But about. I mean, stretching could come from learning something new about God, trusting in Him to go maybe on that mission trip or to to start that Bible study, to do those things, things that are maybe make you a little less comfortable than you normally do. Uh, not every tension, so to speak, has to be a, a large test of like, are you able to go and you know present your faith to a large conference of people? It may be just taking that that next step and talking to you know your friend or talking to someone like that. I I think the differencing in which we need to kind of figure out is <laughs> uncomfortability. I guess, I guess the tension on what I'm, what I'm referring to is kind of the pull on the heart versus the uncomfortability of one's soul. Well, well, Christ he, calls us to be uncomfortable for him. Right. Right. And I think that's different in what I'm kind of trying to pinpoint. And I guess I got to find a better way of describing what I'm talking about. Yeah, because when I think of a rubber band, right? Let's say you yeah. have a rubber, band, a rubber band between two fingers, right? Uh-huh. You pull it, it, you feel that stretch, you feel that tension. What happens Correct. when you start moving the fingers back? You feel that tension less, right? Yeah. Well, here's the thing, and uh, at least this is for me. Um, I'm sure other people can attest to that. If something comes along where that that's new, that's stretching you a little bit. When I say stretching, I, that like something that you're doing different outside of your norm, right? The first time you encounter that, that's going to be a stretch. Second, yes. third, fourth, fifth, the fingers get closer and closer, less and less stretch. It's less and less tension each time. It's not so much where leading you to, because you don't use the rubber bands really to lead to. <laughs> you use it really to contain that tension of that stretch, uh, of that change. So I guess our mindsets are kind of split on this. And I, granted, this is something that I was taught years ago, and I can't remember where it was from, but it stuck with me long enough that I that I remember the principles on it. Um, I agree with you, but I agree with you on a different mindset. You know, being uncomfortable for Christ, when you're comfortable, what are you advancing? What are you changing? What are you benefiting when you're comfortable for Christ? Um, the idea of the American society, American um, mentality is to try to be as comfortable as possible, make the money so that you can uh, fund the hobbies you like, fund the activities you like. Uh, without getting into confrontation, without getting into a situation where you could possibly lose it. And that's complete opposite of Christian uh, mindset, even from a psychological or a friendship, not even not even touching into the physical realm, because I'm sorry, financial realm, because the financial realm could be completely separate of the mental, physical realm in what you would call um, uh, Christianity uncomfortability to me it's kind of like the direction of your walk with christ i guess not necessarily it's hard because i can differentiate the two but it's hard describing it to somebody that wasn't there at the age that i was listening to what it was and i don't think you were there now that i think about it i don't think you were there i'm trying to remember where it was but i think it was down in like illinois or home Ohio, but it wasn't Camp Electric. I know that for sure because, yeah, I'm trying to trying to remember it. Maybe it was actually. I don't know. And you just, I want to keep saying I was so focused on Kingdom Here, the whole stomping by, uh, what's that band? Ren Collective. Ren Collective. And I keep thinking about that in the memory, but I don't know for sure if that was part of the memory. It's that long ago. But I think you're not that old. <laughs> I was gonna say we're just—it's <laughs> old enough where you start forgetting stuff. Um, when they're something stronger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I can I'm kidding. Real quick. I'm kidding. <laughs> but in a sense of your walk with Christ versus your mission for Christ, I think is probably what it's more along the line of. Because you have your walk with Christ. Yeah. 
which is you, and you're related. Whether that incorporates your mission for Christ, that is different. So when I say mission for Christ, I'm talking about your outreach, your impact, your um, your influence, your um, outside and your normality. And when I think of the, the elastic idea of you pulling and you feel intention, it's like God saying, come back, or God saying, you need to catch up, versus God saying, you need to come here, I want you to go there. I think of it almost like, okay, this is going to sound wrong. I would think of it like a kid, uh, a kid who's on like a leash tethered to their parent. It's not yeah. so much a rubber band. It's the parent moved over here. It's like, here, here's where I want you to go next. And then kind of pulls on the tether and says, come on, come on, Josh, come on. You know they have those, right? Yes, I know they have those. And they're, they're actually elastic. Did you know that, Aaron? No, no I didn't know they're elastic, but no, like but I have one, like, from, I have something like that for my dog. It goes around my waist, but it's not elastic and I could tether her to me and pull her with me where I want her to go. I'm just imagining now Josh with triplets of that running around. I would need that. I would. (laughs) Three directions, two people to manage. No, no, no. no. Amy's gone on a vacation. It's just you. Don't well, I am buying you guys lunch and dinner for a week, and I'm just saying. I'm taking vacation when Amy's taking vacation. So am I. (laughs) (laughs) Then I'm hiring Zena. No, she goes to daycare and gets to be babysat. Oh, she'd be tired by the end of the weekend. (laughs) Trust me. No, no, no. Week. Not weekend. Yeah, week, bro. Anyways. um, (laughs) So... When I kind of think of that, um, that talking pole, that's what it kind of comes to to okay. me is just like you have your personal walk with Christ, and then you have your outside walk with Christ. Because ultimately, you want to focus on your internal walk with Christ before you focus on your out- outward walk in Christ. Because if you're sitting there and you're trying to preach to, in the phrase of preach to the thousands, yep. and you have no heart. It's empty. Yeah, I'll agree with that. It's fake. It's the, I, the part where I'll say maybe change a little bit and is where you have external community that is necessary for you to be able to grow internally. True. Because without that external community, that's not necessarily a community that you're uh, preaching to or serving. It's uh, mutual both bi-directional uh, community. That is completely essential. But mm-hmm. but other than that, yeah, I get what you're saying. Johnson, do you have any thoughts on this? The, my, my mind hurts. <laughs> well, my mind is very I guess, simplistic. Jelly. Dude, I haven't had any of those kind of thoughts before, I don't think. Okay, well, so whether well, your faith is a spider web or a rubber band. <laughs> I, I, let me put it like this. Let me put it like this. I like the rubber band. It's a wrong conversation. And I'm pretty sure we could totally find another podcast to incorporate this mindset more, do more research, and kind of incorporate this more. Because I know this is kind of like just like. This is, this is off the top of Josh's head, at, uh, basically summarizing his hour and a half conversation with his poor mother. That's really holy frick. So I guess to summarize this, uh, we could probably dive deeper in it down the road. Um, after the hour and a hour, hour and a half conversation with my mom, oh. and I literally watched my mom freak sit. Yes, lose it. I literally watched fear come over her face, like as in, what has my boy compensated from my life of giving <laughs> him Christ? Like what? What did I tell him and how did he receive it? Pretty much. Yeah. Um, we kind of we kind of came to the choice of because ultimately at the end of the day, we were kind of talking about like like heaven. Yeah. Okay. Like the freedom of choice in heaven. And what's the difference? What's the freedom of choice in heaven gonna look like? And we came down to the conclusion <laughs> we, came, we came down and I kind of kind of you know, like the issue is you have I'm not going to say mystical 
because it is a form of reality. It's just a reality that our human minds can't comprehend. So I use the term mystical because even mystical stories of history and whatnot, what they're proven is true, what is proven untrue, what is a mystery, it's something that we just can't comprehend in today's footprint. Okay. Whether or not we can comprehend it down the road or whatnot. And history has always been taught to people and their ability to comprehend at that time. Like, for example, somebody might say that we can comprehend less history today than we can before because we're constantly filling our minds with all sorts of other stuff. Or because of how we're taught, we're told to believe that something is false and something is true and something is true and something is false. Anyways, um, at the end of the day, my mother and I, yeah, we sat there when we were talking about uh, God's will, freedom of choice, and then freedom of choice in heaven. The differentiating factor was the devil. Okay. And the freedom of choice today is different than the freedom of choice in heaven. God's will is God's will. He wants as many people to believe in him, to devote to him, to come to him, to serve him as possible. Yes. And the reason why he left that as an opening after Adam and Eve is because of one thing in particular. Satan existed. Lucifer existed, and he existed on the earth, the earth in which he created to be a sacred thing. And when Lucifer had fallen, he had fallen to earth because he was too impure to remain in heaven, in a sense. Now, I'm sort of adding a little to here to try to make it. Well, I'm, what I'm saying, I'm adding. I'm adding a little bit to the thought versus what my mother and I had conversated. But in essence, freedom of choice is different on earth than it is in heaven because Satan exists on earth. He cannot exist in heaven. He's too impure he, to exist in heaven. He's, yeah, he ex- as of now, yes, in his current form yes. as Satan. So let me ask this then. Oh, no. Previous to the fall then, was there freedom of choice in heaven? That part of the story wasn't written because humans didn't exist. Well, you have some clues about that when it talks about in other chapters of the Old Testament where it talks about the fall of Satan in that, where essentially it was his pride that caused him to fall. So that that's why I go, okay, at that point then, is it uh, freedom of choice then that changed afterwards? Or how, how did that hell happen? It's like, hmm. Yeah, I'm not asking for an answer at this point. No, it's just, just uh, it, it's I a rhetorical question. On. A rhetorical question. Well, I 100 percent agree, and I think I think it's part of the beauty of Christianity. Is there some things that are left and stored to I be able to? Sort of, I guess I think there's some things in the story and the life of Christianity and the life of humans that's best left unstored because God wants to understand. Wants us to understand (laughs) how unique we are amongst each other by the different thoughts and conclusions that we have about the story and about creation of life. Yeah. Because I think he leaves that open for us to, in a sense, to look at Paul and say, Paul thinks about it this way. Why don't I think about it that way? Or Aaron thinks about it this way. Why don't I think about it that way? Because there, there are certain parts that are covered in the Bible and they say, okay, this is the theology behind it. But I think that's... For for those parts that have that. But I think that's also part of the uh, idea that we're made in his image in which a sense of God has comprehension and the ability of being able to imagine it far greater than human comprehension. And we, in a sense, aren't limited based on our <laughs> vessels. I just love watching your face fall. Sorry, right? Right? No, I mean, do you agree? Do you not agree? I mean, I no, guess... no, no, no. I'm just, I'm just listening. Go on. Um, so our vessels may limit aspects of our um ability to picture things, right? But in heaven, are we going to have that limitation? I mean, on Earth, we're limited to what our bodies can do. In heaven, are we going to have that issue? Going back to your uh, thing of mind linked to soul, and soul is what our being is, and soul is what goes to heaven. 
would that limitation then still exist if mind equals soul? I don't think so. Okay. Interesting. I mean, I mean, I mean, think about it. We're in a world that's surrounded by one thing and one thing only the devil, temptation. They go hand in hand. He doesn't want us to acknowledge and believe in Christ and believe in God the Father. Because if we do, that's just more people to go into heaven. He knows he's going to lose. He knows he's going to disappear. Oh, right? not disappear, but yeah. But I mean, I mean, if we, if humans had the comprehension and the ability to comprehend Christ, God, and the Holy Spirit, there would in a sense be no question of what the devil was. We wouldn't have to have question of the devil deceiving us and tempting us to do something like cut our hand open in the middle of a podcast. Why are you gripping the cleaver like that? <laughs> I'm just, making... just testing his sharpness. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, think about it. You wouldn't be tempted what? if you had the ability to sit there and go, God is the Father, I believe in him and only him. Well, no, I mean, I have that belief. But I mean, we still have to. Well, we still have to rely on God. Oh, oh I'm not saying I'm saying we don't have to rely on Him. But think about it. I mean, uh, I'm trying to think of an example in your life that might make sense. Um, my life doesn't make sense. So yeah. Okay, yeah. emo. Paul. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> what's a cause you're passionate about? Let me ask you that. Nothing. Well, what's something you're passionate about? It's changing. What's something you're passionate about? Paul, what are you passionate about? What is something that you find so easy in your life to just cling to, to, to do, to think, to... Okay, is that... Because you said two different things there. Mm-hmm. Passionate about or things that I can do easily. Okay. So Yeah, right. Was... All right, let me put it like this. Uh-oh. What's something in your life that you don't have to think twice about to do that i don't have to think twice about to do i enjoy doing you enjoy working with oh again two different things (laughs) (laughs) you're never gonna get it i'm never gonna get it so okay so i'm gonna make this simple for you okay passionate about is for me is different than what i can do easily which is different than what i can do what i enjoy i those are three different categories for me so I'm going to answer the passionate about question, okay? Is that what you want? I guess in my mind, it's different than his mind. So I'm, That's why I gave you my examples. So if you name all three, three, okay, I may be able to draw a conclusion to all of them, therefore ask Aaron. Oh, go for it. They're all three. They're not connected. Yeah. What I can do easily without even thinking about is technology. What I do with that I'm passionate about, that I enjoy doing, is working and finding ways to figure out how to do things like in the mental health field, especially for Christians and that. What I enjoy doing, that is a completely different thing. That is just laying down and listening to music or volunteering. Yeah. That's what I said. Those three things are so desperate. Why did I almost say desperate? They're not desperate. <laughs> different. <laughs> They're so different from one another, you know, that they don't exactly overlay. That's why I said, which one do you really want? You have technology, mental health, and music volunteering. Yeah. So technology was easy. Yeah, that's easy. Mental health was passionate. the passion. Passion. And music was that was the enjoyable enjoyable things I like to do. Okay. That's what I said. Those are three separate things for me. So technology to you comes easy. It's just as fluent. It's like a second language, uh, maybe yeah. even a first language. Uh, and then you have mental health. Where's the passion? Because you feel like it's not touched enough. Also, it impacted me personally. So yes, right. uh, but it's also not something that's not evaluated enough. And I agree too. I think I think mental health, both in both in um, not only life or death scenario, but at the same time too, differentiate differentiated scenario. If that makes sense, um, in a sense of everything is compared to normality, and normality is fifty percent of the population or more. So when you have a mental health situation, 
life or death situation, which is more of well, what you target it, right? Well, no, I'm talking to all mental health. Because yeah. okay. the mental health is a wide ranging topic yeah. with a lot so, of implications and a lot of things. So in a sense of, I guess, you, could you classify mental health as two different things? Life or death or differentiate? No. Different. They're, they're, they're all connected together because, yes, there's going to be those crisis moments that are going to happen where there's that life and death, but that's not where the majority of mental health is. The majority of mental health stuff that is going on and taking place is not related to that immediate life-death crisis situation. Okay, so you are targeting more of the life or death, right? Uh-uh. No? You're targeting the general... General. Mental trying health. to make it more normal not not so much i wouldn't say normal I'm trying to make it more a that it's uh, even it's, acknowledged it's, it's awareness it's awareness uh, of it um because you, you say normal that makes okay this is a side tangent with that one there's a lot of people in that field that if you try to say make it say normal then you make them feel like it's abnormal and then a whole other it's it's a yeah. th- it's a thing yeah, of words it's a thing of words yeah. but essentially awareness to it because to be honest there's a lot of people especially in uh, some of the older generations let's say um you know like my mom's generation and such yeah. not where mental illness is not a thing that exists it's a defect be it spiritually or mentally to them not uh hey this is something that needs to be treated with medicine therapy et cetera et cetera et cetera so when i say in general and kind of generalize it in that it's the fact that there's awareness of it that the fact that that it does affect a large percentage of the population and does affect them differently because how you a get treatment or how you act whether it be depression, whether it be suicidal ideation, whether it be bipolar, whether it be, you know, schizophrenia, any of those other things, the treatment methods, the identification, the classification, and the uh, ways to get help for it are all completely different. Hmm. And a lot of people look at it and say, and classify all mental health as one thing when it really isn't that but that being said, to be fair and honest, there's a lot of mental health conditions that go together. Technology is easy for you. Yes. Mental health is your passion. Music is something you like to do. Instance, mental health and music is kind of probably like your hobby. You enjoy doing it on the um, side. Well, music is more listening to. And yeah. Okay, as, okay. And as I was telling Aaron, I've discovered I've listened to a lot more emo music than I realized yeah, yeah. in my life. <laughs> so which I guess next s- time I'm out in public, I have to wear mascara or something like that. So your Do side it. gig would, in a sense, be, it'd be um, it'd be more mental health stuff. More mental yeah. health, because I'm using the music to relax. Like that's laying in bed, you know, cuddling with the dog, listening to music, relaxing after a long day of doing this which for some people would be <laughs> a bottle of liqueur or be, sniffing liqueur or a, sniffing uh, liqueur. I, I, well i was just curious because they all smell relatively similar but they both they all taste very if different. you become a connoisseur no liqueur connoisseur connoisseur and then that makes sense Maybe. but if by the time you're 60 you're not a connoisseur, and you just like sm- sniffing alcohol. I'm going to call you Biden. <laughs> <laughs> hey, better a bottle of booze than little kids. Okay? I got Josh. I got Josh. <laughs> and Aaron just added to it. I know. I heard. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be dead, but I'll leave it in my will to call you Biden. <laughs> oh, no. I don't want... <laughs> So wrap it up. Let's get this one done. Shoot. We're not, hey, even, talking honestly, about a... We're not honestly... even talking about abortion anymore. Dude, I don't even know where we are. <laughs> we're, we ended abortion. We were about to move on to guns, and then ta-da. Spiritual conversation came up. Spiritual mental Ish. health. Anyways, continue on. Um... By the way, I don't support abortion, just so y'all know. No, in, in, in all fairness, though, yeah. uh, just uh, from a high view, organic like this, perfectly good. Okay. It's great. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Continue um, on. 
Do you want me to add something for abortion? Because I'll add something for abortion. No, you already talked about abortion. You're done. Oh, okay. I actually have no idea where I left off. (laughs) (laughs) You can add that. Oh, boy. I mean, it's been so long ago. (laughs) Oh, I thought you meant just now, not the abortion thing. Oh, yeah. no. oh, that's, that's where I was too. Okay, oh, continue no, no, on. No, 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 I was talking about the abortion thing. I don't know where I necessarily oh, yeah. effectively no. left off my yeah, opinion of the abortion thing. Anyways, um, so technology is <laughs> easy. Mental health is passion, and music is relaxant. Yeah, but we'll pull that out of the scenario. Um, wow. A defect is not well. You All these side them. shots keep losing my train of thought. All right, Aaron, what 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 comes easy to you? Um, what comes easy to me? Yeah, what is a passion for you? Well, see again the different things. Passion music. Okay, is it your passion? Because you can have it as the same thing. Can be, yeah. Well, wow, it can be the same thing. Yeah, it can be. Um, but it's, I wouldn't say it's easy. I, I, I can't think of what Velcro. <laughs> okay. Velcro comes easy to you. I guess so. I don't know. Um, shoot. I mean, you could almost say music for all three of them for me. Okay. Music slash. I mean, how are you with teaching? Terrible. Terrible. You just don't have the patience. No, I just don't have the knowledge. Okay, so so I guess the question is, is it because you taught my brother some drums a for a bit. while? Yeah. Is it that you just it's, it's, I evaluate know. yourself on teaching him drums? Is it he didn't comprehend what you taught well? Do you not feel like you taught him enough? Do you not like kind of like? Be a critic of yourself. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm always critical of myself. I'm not looking. I know. <laughs> yeah. I know basics of drum stuff. Yeah, you were that's, taught by that's one about of the bass drummers and we're saying with scouts. No. Um, no, yeah. So it's like I pretty much I can do the basics to a point. But then after that, it's like I can only go so far. So no. Yeah. Is it the basics that you know because you've practiced them so long? Oh, well, I mean, it's just. And therefore, you, point, yeah. in a sense, instilled confidence in the basics. And yeah. or is it. And the a basics lack, are just easy to go over. And or is it a lack of confidence oh, yeah. in the expert sure. level that you do not have? Because let me. Because there's, well, there's a difference between you can have somebody that's knowledgeable. Cap. In stuff, but can't play it. It's easy for somebody to so I can talk, talk more the than... talk and not walk the walk. Yeah, for well, for drums, yeah. Oh, anything physical related is easy yeah. for that. Yeah. Now, if it is verbal, we're talking about something that you can't reenact, something that you can't reintroduce into society uh, or recreate. Anybody can talk to talk in a sense. Um, but the talk to talk being questioned and proving right is a different story. But in your sense, you can do the basics. Oh, yeah. But do you have the confidence to perform the more advanced and expert material? Well, expert, no. More Why? advanced and basic, yeah. So is it a lack of confidence? No, it's just like. See, that's the weird thing. because, like, I can teach basic stuff, but then maybe to a point I can play m- more-ish advanced stuff to a point. So, like, I don't know. That's kind of weird. Why, Paul, why is that like that? Just kidding. I can play stuff, but I won't exactly know what I'm doing. I can explain the easy stuff, but I can't explain everything that I can play necessarily. So, so I'm just not a good teacher. 
beyond the beginnings. you like musion uh musion what's what's, what's music. Music. you like music in general yeah that is like a passion to you yeah you just as something that flows through one side of you flows to the other but in a sense of expressing it to a younger person or maybe an older person some Less somebody that's yeah, someone that's new into it, and you have a harder time of understanding how to translate it. To I suppose me. there's that, but then it's it's like it's one of those things where I I, I don't know what to say. It's 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 easy to explain some of the basic methods in music or playing drums and stuff like that, but I can't necessarily. I can play beyond a beginner's level but I can only teach. I only feel comfortable teaching more of a beginner level. As soon as you get into advanced stuff, cause there's so much stuff with like technique and all this other stuff that I have no idea about. I've just kind of just did it and played as I went on. And what I do is what I do. So I don't have a good form or knowledge of technique and stuff like that. And all that. I can just tell you, all right, this is what this is called. This is how you will, how you play it and go from there. So, music is easy for you. To a point, yes. Music is passion. Yes. All is technology, anything technology related, is easy. Uh, Mental health and uh, information around that and outreach is a passion. Okay. Okay. By the way, I'm interested to see where this is going. (laughs) Yeah, I have no I idea. I have no idea. <laughs> you talked about this going into like, oh, I can rap, I can combine all this stuff. Well, <laughs> whatever. Okay, see, see, that's just it. He's ta- <laughs> you know what? I'm sitting at the most woke conversation I've ever had. <laughs> this is some wokeism I've never heard before. Honestly, I'll be 100% honest with you. Paul started going down the mental health aspect and i'm like trying to sit there and remember i'm like what did we speak about prior to this and then i was like well yeah, i'm just gonna keep going and i'm gonna like ask aaron about what's easy what's passionate from and i'm like well, hopefully i remember where we're going with this and you don't there was nothing for that no, josh it's all derailed I honestly don't remember where it was going, so I was just gonna go with it, hoping that you would chime in to like rescue the conversation. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna simply put that what's easy for me is anything hands-on, yeah. uh, in a sense. So I can quickly and easily watch a YouTube video and give or take a few minutes to ten, twenty minutes. I can kind of apply it and process that. Whatever it is, hands-on. Uh, minus anything that's like technology-related. I mean, I can figure that out too, but I probably am not even close to as fluent as you are with that. Uh, but at the same time, too, technology-related. I'm not implementing the same procedures oh and the same processes or even remote to things that you've done so often that it's ingrained in your head. Like for me, uh, if I were to tear my computer apart, change the boot up drives and the uh, change fans and stuff like that. It would probably take me a day, a day or two to figure out and to have put in place to you. It would probably take you 30 minutes. Yeah, it depends. <laughs> um, my computer is not complex by any means. Very simple, very straightforward. It's got what? Two SSDs and one HDD. I mean, for the most part, you know, my computer compared to other computers is very straightforward. So, but again, hands-on stuff comes easy to me, in my opinion. Okay. Stuff to where it's like mathematics and anything paper-related to where you have to rely on something written on paper, printed on paper to be your source of information. I'm not good with it. I mean, if I have to, I'll figure it out. But if you show me this is how it works and I have to recreate that and you show me the right process in repairing something that is not broken and I have to fix something that is broken, I can do it. I'd figure it out 
I'd make it work again. But my passion, I think, would be teaching. And again, that's where I was going to go, but I have no, I can't remember where we were going with it. I'm trying to think. Where was I going with that? I. Because you had the whole freedom of choice thing. And what was the difference between on earth freedom of choice and freedom of choice in heaven? Heaven. And the jobs that were signed in heaven is, I'm adding this, the jobs that were signed in heaven are uh, based on how we treat our earth jobs. Which might be where you were diverting into. You're right. I, 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 I'm sorry I cannot rescue you from this. That, that, that <laughs> he said, I'm right sorry on. I can't rescue you from this. <laughs> this was 28 minutes of hearing what our passions and uh, things are. Beyond that. <sighs> I got nothing. <laughs>